Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm here with Mark. We're gonna, all right. We're gonna be doing a new, a uh, lot of Q and A. Um, so uh, we've also today trying a new recording method as well. So how are you, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like uh, someone in the call center with all this garbage on my head, but uh, we'll see how it works. Good man. Good man. Uh, Base control to uh, sort of. Uh, I um got a bit of feedback I did, Mark, off uh, some people. They were emailing me. Somebody left a comment on iTunes just to say the sound was pretty crappy, really. Now, you know, I never claim to be an expert of this sort of stuff. It's, you know, not my bag, but we're having a go. And we've taken the feedback and we are trying to make some changes. So please let us know. If you know you can hear us all right and all that sort of stuff, and if you've got any feedback yourselves as well, because you know at the end of that day, you know this guy. First of all, he emailed me. I thought, oh, you know that's not good or whatever. But I emailed him back and I said, you know what, a bit more kind of information. And we've actually been back and forth about sort of you know five or ten emails, and he's emailed me a lot of kind of stuff, and I've done a bit of kind of learning and yeah it's been great so if anybody wants to email us any feedback it's always welcome and people who, who care feedback so yeah I just wanted to say that so any news Mark? Not much uh, usual stuff in work nothing nothing exciting um, I think we should just crack on really yeah just to let everyone know I got a bit of a cold but so if I have to move away and just uh, sort myself out every now and then excuse me so, first question, sir. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so we had this first question off Mike. Uh, it's for a friend of Mike's. Uh, he says, my friend's got angina and she's a little distraught at the moment. I wondered if you'd be able to fire some of these details over to Dr. Mark to get his opinion. Hazel is 86 and had breast cancer 12 years ago. MRSA ate a lot of her flesh from her chest when she was in hospital. Here's her medication and supplements. And then lists all her medication and supplements. Got uh, statins, uh, ACE inhibitor, and... Um, no, there's no, no ACE inhibitor. Uh, amlodipine, what's that? Amlodipine's a calcium channel antagonist. Oh, calcium different, channel. Different it's, it's a blood pressure and angina drug. Right, um... Coenzyme Q10, that's for the heart, magnesium, garlic, vitamin C. Right. Uh, she used to work in the health stall in Swansea Market. So the supplements will be good quality. She doesn't like taking any medication. One's wondering if there's something she could do to supplement uh, to improve her condition. Um, she's really stressed out. Um, they sent us a bit more information then because Mark came back with a question. She lost her husband. Uh, four or five years ago and she's really still grieving and because they, they were together for 62 years so uh, that's uh, the full story there what uh, what would be your response if this lady came and sat down in front of you Mark? Um, it's not an easy one you know it, the main reason is her age because it's it's really outside of the sort of normal I mean, people don't tend to get uh, come complaining of, of uh, chest pains when they're 86 as a new condition. Um, in fact, I came back and asked if that was her age, didn't I? That's right, yeah. You, you thought yeah. it might have been a spelling or a typo, sorry. Yeah, that's right. But, it, it, I mean, that happens. Angela comes on at any age. But, um, but the bottom line is, uh, I don't, we don't know how she was diagnosed. 
she could have been diagnosed just on the history. She could have been diagnosed um, by a stress test, or she could have been diagnosed even by an angiogram. Um, the most probable thing is she's, she's got stable angina that's been diagnosed from history. So it's not something that she needs to go rushing in and having stents and all sorts of things done by. She just needs to um, do general means to keep herself healthy. Now, she's on... Uh, Isozolbite, which is a drug to stop any chest pains. And it, basically, if you're not getting chest pains, uh, if you get chest pains less than once a day, you've got stable angina. If you can maintain someone with chest pains less than once a day, uh, that's pretty good. And if she's she hasn't got a spray there, which is a GTN spray, you know, you've seen all the films where they spray under the tongue, or in the older films where they put a tablet under the tongue, that's probably a good idea to have one that, because that'll give us some reassurance. If she has one of those to carry around. If she gets a chest pain, she can just spray under her tongue. She may have one. I mean, and usually they're given out. The statins, well, we'll gloss over that because it's very difficult because there's not a lot of evidence in use of statins at the age of 86 and above. Um, that's a sort of take it or leave it, and maybe she won't come back to us with her cholesterol levels and all that, and we can have a chat about that. Um, Amylodipins is a, a reasonable drug if she's got high blood pressure or angina. The only thing that's missing there from the drugs is she's not on aspirin. Now, maybe she can't take aspirin, but for all those drugs, probably aspirin's got the most evidence for being beneficial for people with angina. So, I would, you know, a little baby aspirin is not a bad thing. Now, as far as sort of supplements, I I always go down the uh, um, fish oil and vitamin D for, for heart. And I think those two things would, would be good to add into her supplements. Uh, apart from that, she should carry on with a normal life, exercise in whichever way she can, gardening, walking, whatever she does. Carry on with that. Do not stop exercising because your heart's a muscle and should be exercised just like any other muscle. Um, and basically, that's about it, really. I mean, there's plenty more you can do, but you need more information. You need to sort of chat with people to, to, to get their feelings about stuff. But what would you do, Rich? Because you see people with um, with angina and sort of rehabilitation, etc. Yeah, you know, obviously I probably refer them on uh, to be on the safe side. But from a nutritional point of view, there are some supplements I'm aware of, which are nitric oxide Producers, Mark. Uh, yeah. So they are vasodilators of the. Uh, that's what you've got the isozorbide for. So you need to be a little bit careful with using something as well as isozorbide, because that's the same. There's the same action, really. So uh, it, it wouldn't be good to supplement with that or try. Yeah, pro pro probably not, because it may. I mean, you could do it instead of, but probably not, because you get you get isozorbide's got a terrible capacity to give you a headache. It is one of those drugs that gives people a headache. And if you're supplementing some other stuff on top of isozorbide, you may increase the headache. So I probably wouldn't do that if she's on isozorbide. Well, that, that's what she's kind of looking for is supplements. So just yeah. no to that. Then don't take any supplements. Uh, no, no, don't take any of those. That sort of supplement. Right. Once she's on a fine, I'd probably add in. Just um, uh, right, yeah, some, okay, right. So no additional like uh, vasodilators and things. No, like I that. wouldn't. No, if he's on ice, but I wouldn't. I've got other clients who are like coming off medication because they're taking that nitric oxide generator. Absolutely. So I mean, if she wants to, uh, to, to, to try that instead of ice, yeah. well, that's fine. But I wouldn't do both. There we go. That's maybe something, but uh, that's a decision they have to make themselves at the end of the day. It's, uh, each to their own on that. Cool. Uh, next question, Richard Mark. Oh God. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Herbalife? Me, look, please, me, please. <laughs> look, looking for something to aid uh, and recover. Give me a boost for pre and post rugby. I currently use uh, for goodness shakes recovery after matches and protein shakes during the week. Regards, Reese. Now, Reese is a, a, a school friend of mine and he's ex military. And uh, what would you uh, like to say, Mark? Well, Herbalife, I mean, you know this, Rich. I mean, 
the, the main ingredient for you always look at the ingredients of anything you take and the first ingredient on, on Herbalife is soya now if you want to have a low testosterone high estrogen as a bloke you're welcome to take soya but that's what they'll do to you so certainly that's the first ingredient is terrible and the second ingredient which is the next most common ingredient in Herbalife is fructose and again that's not exactly the best thing to take if you want to uh give you a boost uh, because it's it's basically you know fat basically for want of a better word and if, if you take extra fructose you all end up is adding more fat so soya and, and fructose are the two ingredients i wouldn't have thought they were very good ingredients i mean it's got lots of other stuff in it but they're the two main ones and i wouldn't touch either of those in a, in a, in a drink what do you think rich yeah the, you know despite the you know i could really you know give herbalife a, a, a going over but you know the people who sell it, they they make quite a high profit margin. It's, you know the total profit margin is up over seventy five, eighty five percent, and then that gets split down then between the different levels uh, within the 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 kind of uh, the business, and that in itself should tell you the quality of the product has yeah. to be quite. They have to source everything for quite cheap. So use logic and stuff, and also my, you know, I I don't think shakes and bars and sachets are necessarily a successful long-term approach because yeah. you you have to address the relationship with food uh, sooner or later. And yes, these sorts of programs help, like the life. I work with lots of ladies who've done like the life, but you have to come back and transition back onto food and you have to have a healthy relationship with food. So Otherwise, it's, it's just that up and down and back and forth uh, with your weight. So that's no fun for anyone. I mean, I, can I just mention Light to Life? I mean, they have to come to their doctor to get signed off to go on their Light to Life yeah. program. And we, we used to sign them. And they'd come, they'd lose, they'd come back and say, oh, look, you said it wouldn't, I wouldn't work. It did work. They'd come back and they'd lost a little bit of weight. And then two months later, they'd be coming off. Three months later, they'd come back to get it signed again to say, I want to put all the weight back on. Yeah. Right, we now no longer sign Light to Life forms. You won't do it. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good for the, for the person. Yeah, uh, you know, I, ketosis and even the like the life people will say it is a, a extreme uh, way to lose weight. But for some of these people, it, you know, I work with a group of ladies who have had long term success with it and they have managed to keep the weight off. But the majority of people, unfortunately, probably fall on the other side of things where they're just not able to keep it off. Uh, so yeah, it's unfortunately you've got to address the thing with food sooner or later. Uh, with regards to the protein shakes, generally for after sport, you need a recovery shake, yeah, if that's ideal, but if you haven't got anything like that, fruit is fine. Uh, high water content fruit, grapes and kiwis and oranges and things like that. Uh, I would, for convenience, he likes a shake, Reese, I use a product called Anabolic Drive and it's got everything in it uh, creatine glutamine uh, protein and carbohydrates it's all to the right proportions for uh, optimal recovery so you can get that there's also a, a product uh, which you can use called competition nutrition which is good for kind of during but uh, not for rugby i suppose because probably lucky to uh, have a few sips of water really uh, but yeah that's that's all and for a general day-to-day -day protein shake i don't use them anymore i was a big user of protein shakes i probably used to have about a litre and a half of protein shakes a day for quite a while. I probably lived off them. Uh, I would have breakfast, drink protein shakes all day, and I have my evening meal, if I'm honest. Um, but I don't take them anymore. If I do, I'd have a vegetable protein. I'd have rice, pea, or hemp, 
or a mixture of all three. So that's what I'd have. I'm not going to say it tastes great because it doesn't, the, that type of protein, but it's much better, I, I found, uh, for my gut and uh, it gives you some good results, of course. Uh, but I like to eat food. Okay, uh, anything else, Mark? No, I mean, I, I think you put shakes. I just eat food now. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's it's just safer to eat food. Yeah, yeah. You know where it comes from. You know what the ingredient, you know, you know, it's natural. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my post-workout is totally different. My post-workout is a half a slab of pate yeah. and um, some, some Greek yogurt and some grapes. That's what I have after my workout. Yeah. I find that works. And some water. Yeah. I know what it is, and I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, as you say, you've got to figure things out for yourself. But anything, yeah. anything can work. Yep. Uh, but carbohydrates is what your body generally needs. Sure. So some sort of fast release. So as you say, Mark's got the yogurt and the, the grapes there, uh, and, and I, you know, obviously sell both fruit and the, the shake. So yeah, give that a bash, Reese. Um, hope that helps, mate. But stay away from the Herbalife reps. I mean, yeah, anything that's multi-level marketed should be stayed away from, basically, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, people who sell it, you don't really know what they're talking about because they're just being paid to sell you the product. Yeah, the people selling you a weight loss product are, are, are not uh, qualified. Uh, but no. there, we, there we go. Uh, I had a question of a lady doing a 12-week transformation. <laughs> it's I think it's Body by Vi. I give that a little mention. Not that I kind of want uh, to promote other people's transformations. Uh, okay, I'm doing a 12-week transformation. I don't want to lose any weight. I'm on the recommended shakes that come with the plan, uh, and I eat all the food, but what can I eat to keep my weight up? I train five to six times a week on this plan. Thanks, Bethan. Um, want to start, Mark, or do you want me to go? You go, because I, I don't know what this transformation is. I mean, she, what she trying, she's obviously trying to... Um... Yeah. Get, get a sort of six pack or whatever, is she? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. I'm presuming that she's already quite kind of lean and light, and yeah. she's looking to kind of, as you say, put some uh, kind of uh, meat on the bone there. So basically, basically, Beth, and it's uh, you, to, to keep your body in an anabolic state, which sounds a bit naughty because it's associated with things like steroids, but to keep your body in an anabolic state as opposed to a catabolic state, which perhaps you, you're trying to avoid because of the, the, the lower calories and the high exercise on this plan, you've got to eat fats and carbohydrates, a bit more uh, fats and carbohydrates, no, good fats, all natural stuff. We've been through this tons of times, so if you've listened to previous podcasts, but just quickly, you know, butter, uh, eggs, uh, um, uh, olive oil, nuts, seeds, avocado, there's all your kind of fats, uh, good fats, coconut oil, and then your carbs. I pretty much go for rice and potatoes. You know, some people can get away uh, a bit more with, uh, you know, maybe good quality breads or, or good quality kind of pastas but i i don't really uh, so yeah that's that's pretty much so to keep you the, the times which you can become most catabolic are going to be first thing in the morning last thing at night and post exercise so your post exercise meals should have extra carbs and fats in it also your breakfast should have of carbs and fats in it and uh, if you're evening meal or if you eat, say, five or six o'clock early, then you should have a snack uh, before bed um, if y your body can take it. Test it all, do it bit by bit, and see how it goes. It's not, a, it's not a exact science, really. Sounds good. 
Okay. Hi, Richard Mark. I'm enjoying the show. Me and my wife listen every week. I'm 47, overweight, and had enough of feeling and looking like this. I had put on a lot of weight over the last 10 years because I've basically eaten badly and done not done any training. I have recently started to follow your meal plans. I've lost just over a stone already. And now I want to start exercising. I used to like running. Any tips on getting started back, Jeff? Oh, yeah, this is a good one for me. Uh, what? I, I see a lot of this. People starting back, you know, being inspired or whatever. The time has come where the kids have kind of finally given you a bit more time where you can, you know, get your body back on track. But the danger is often um, the terrible twos, I call it. So too much, too fast, too soon. So that's the only thing I would recommend anybody, especially if you put on a bit of uh, timber, you 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 know used to run, just take your time going back out, start with some light intervals, don't go out you know three or four times a week, uh, just get the, keep getting the weight down, so you've done the right thing Jeff, get a bit of weight off first before you start going out um, doing too much running and listen to your body, so if you go out the first time and your calves and your legs lock up and things like that, well you know you need to uh, just build up to it and reassess, go a little bit less the next time and you know, start stretching and, and getting some sort of uh, routine in place to, to get your body back on track. But I generally don't recommend running for my clients. They all uh, can run, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, 400 yards or 1,000 yards. They can run that sort of stuff. But we don't do running as, uh, as such because, you know, I'm a believer that you get one uh, set of joints, really, or you're supposed to, and... You don't want to wear them out. What uh, what would you say to somebody who came in and said that to you, Mark? I said start walking first. It's the first thing. Yeah. I mean, walk first, and I, I, again, like you, I'm not a great fan of running. I do do a bit of running, but I'm not a great fan of it. I mean, I would suggest they do. I mean, once they start running, do some sprinting rather than running. You do a great long cardio. You get as much benefit from some short sprints so i would i would do some short sprints rather than a long long way but i would the caveat with that is do what exercise you like i mean if you, if you don't like the exercise you won't do it yeah. if you like running well just do it yeah because you'll keep doing it but if you do something like pilates that some people would love but you hate it what's the point because you won't yeah. do it yeah. so it's the, the exercise you should do is the one you like doing really couldn't, I think. couldn't agree more couldn't agree more and i also probably ask jeff like how much weight you know because if it's like excessive and you have put on over five stone yeah. uh, then then you, you 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 know you have got to probably cut back on the weight a bit more before you start this so absolutely good luck with that jeff and uh, just uh, use uh, use your uh, feedback you get from your body to decide what you do next you know okay Dear Doctor Mark, uh, I'm sixty. I'm sixty-eight. Sorry. So it's one for me then, obviously. Yeah, one for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, dear Doctor Mark, I have, I'm sixty-eight and I have bad knees. My right knee is particularly bad at the minute. I have been for an X-ray and the GP said I have osteoarthritis and there's not a lot more he can do for me unless I basically lose the use of the joint. Then I could have an operation. I don't really want uh, an operation. Is there anything else? I can do to help my joints, supplements, anything else. I'm desperate and don't want to have an operation. Thanks, Christine. This could be Jeff in 20 years' time, couldn't it? Quite, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the problem with running. You do, you do lose your knees. But, I mean, yeah, osteoarthritis. Now, the, the main treatment for osteoarthritis is exercise. It's the first thing, all right? It's not rest. A lot of people think, oh, I've got bad knees, I can't exercise. Actually, the, the treatment for osteoarthritis is exercise. So that's the first thing. Don't stop exercising. And whatever, as I said before, whatever exercise you like. Now, as far as other things you can do, um, these these things have got some evidence. Some of them have got more evidence than others. But um, the first one I'd say is turmeric. Now, turmeric's been around. It's used in Indian medicine and Chinese medicine for the last 2,000 years. And people think, oh, well, it's Chinese, it's Indian. But their medicines have stood the test of time, whereas I don't use a single drug in my job, which has been around for more than about 100 years. In fact, most of the drugs have been around for less than 20 years, and they won't be here in 20 years' time. So things that have stood the test of time tend to work. So a bit of turmeric, you get that in it. It's a spice, basically, and it's, it has got some evidence that it reduces the inflammation in osteoarthritis. So I would certainly use a bit of that. The other thing you can do, which has got evidence, is um, fish oil. I mean, fish oil does help. And the third thing I would, I, is a real hit or miss. Um, glucosamine, it helps uh, in the, um, helping the, helping the sort of um, the soft tissues around the knee. It helps um, uh, sort of keep, keep the actual sponginess and the stuff that helps the joints to, um, to stop impacting on each other. So it, it is a good treatment for some people if they've got um some of the um, shock absorber left then it really does help so i i would i would go along with those three and some exercise and, and you should be able to keep your knees for a lot longer so what do you think what do you think rich yeah i always think that is the first um port of call or the first uh, sort of route you should try quite often it, it you have to give it probably three to six months on a, a program of supplementation and exercise and then gauge whether it's been effective or not or whether even throughout the whole program which i've i've had this people are you know pretty much got a level of about four or five out of ten inflammation and pain continuously so and they don't have any relief so and sometimes that goes up to a obviously a, a, an eight or nine so what I would say is give it a bash for, for 12 to uh, three months to six months and then if it haven't helped you probably are bone on bone and you know it's uh, you know probably need uh, to have an op. Yeah, sounds good. Um, most people aren't bone on bone though, are they? Let's, let's be honest. They not to bone not bone. totally, but certain areas are worn away, the edges and uh, sure. all the cartilages and stuff and that's for the bits which touch on the edge. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I would say is do not go up the pain ladder too quickly either. I mean, people sort of say, oh, I, I don't take painkillers, and they, they go straight into something really strong. I mean, all these painkillers have problems. I would stay away from painkillers as much as you can and start very low. Start with a simple paracetamol if you're going to take painkillers. Don't jump in with your doctor in something really strong because they're all addictive and they, they can be a problem. Hey, mate. The placebo effect with knees is absolutely fantastic. And there's a story or a research study that was done back in the day where you could get ethical approval for this sort of thing, where they took a group of American men who had uh, bad knees, let's say. They had one group of them who they performed the arthroscopy on. And the other group, they just cut the side of their knee, made an incision and sort of stitched them up. And, I've heard this study. It's good study. Yeah, yeah, the one, the ones that had just a cut on the side, 
and didn't have the arthroscopy all recovered and made much better uh, progress than the, the ones who actually did have the procedure so there's and obviously the the power of the, the the placebo pills and things has been well documented so i think uh you know it's well if you can uh sort of uh you know help yourself by by changing your mindset and as you say not going too much on the painkillers and, and stuff and trying all these things that we've suggested before you write yourself off great okay mark that's the end of our questions for tonight pal yep sounds good okay all right guys um oh yeah i did know one guy as well who used wd-40 for his knees <laughs> but that's that's another story Aye. cool all right well we'll all catch up with you next time guys uh, thanks for the feedback about the sound hopefully today's been a bit better and uh, keep the questions coming in send them in to me info at richard clark.co.uk and we will catch you next time bye 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 bye